Hola, buenas tardes. Exclusiva Jugones. Cristiano Ronaldo abandona el Real Madrid. El club le dejará marchar. Va a aceptar la oferta de la Juventus de Turín. Una oferta de atención. 100 millones de euros. Es el precio. 100 millones de euros. Las horas de Cristiano en el Madrid están contadas. È tutta dedicata ovviamente a Cristiano Ronaldo, nuovo giocatore della Juventus, si aspetta soltanto l'annuncio ufficiale da parte del club bianconero. Mercato, sono ore decisive per il passaggio di Cristiano Ronaldo alla Juventus, cioè, ci sono due città in questo momento con il fiato sospeso da una parte Madrid e dall'altra parte Torino. Il Cristiano Ronaldo joins Juventus, Italian press call it the sale of the century, it's without doubt City has biggest signing in over 20 years, but how and why was the little old lady in Turin able to walk off with one of the greatest players of all time and what kind of package did it take to lure him to Turin? Hello listener, hello James Horncastle. Hello. How big a shock is this? It's a huge shock um, because I think this is the sort of signing that was normal in Serie A in the 1980s um, and it feels like a, a real throwback to then when Juventus signed Platini, when Napoli signed Maradona, when Udinese signed Zico. You know, I think you, you have to go back to 1997 really to find something comparable into signing Ronaldo who was then the holder of the Ballon d'Or um, Of course, all of those players that the I've other mentioned... The Ronaldo, Ronaldo Phenomenal. The original. Um, of course, all of those players were a lot younger um, and, and still in their prime because I think that's one of the things that um, when you see um, this deal, it's, it's for a 33-year-old, it defies conventional wisdom. But, but, but then he's a 33-year-old that defies conventional biology. Absolutely. And uh, I think um, not just... Yeah, looking what he's done in his 30s, but looking at how professional he is, how he takes care of himself, to some extent mitigates the risk that is involved in not only that fee, which is 117 million euros, um, and committing 31 million a year in wages to him after tax. In, in total, we're looking at about a third of a billion euros. Exactly. And yeah, Juventus, last year, their revenue was 405 million euro and yeah the reason that they're doing this they say is because in Ronaldo they see a walking economic stimulus package not only someone who can score goals and win them things on the pitch most notably the Champions League mm. which they've been chasing for 23 years now but also help them close the gap in the wealth league so to speak between them Real Madrid Barcelona Man United and Bayern And it's worth bearing in mind that crazy though these figures are, this news broke on Tuesday and Wednesday alone saw Juve's share price go up by almost 20%. James, when people talked about Ronaldo and when Ronaldo talked about Ronaldo leaving in the past, There were a lot of destinations that seemed likely. I don't think many people thought that Serie A, not regarded as one of the prime leagues currently, would be the place he'd end up. Why do you think he's gone to Juventus? Well, I mean, a lot's been made, for example, of his relationship with Jose Mourinho, which might have ruled out um, 
going to Manchester United. Um, I think doing business with PSG when there are no guarantees of, for example, Neymar or Mbappe going the other way, um, perhaps um, led uh, Real Madrid not um, to encourage a sale in that direction. But in terms of Serie A, I think uh, this adds a, an interesting layer to his legacy, really, because he can, I think, become one of the first players, if not the first player, to, to win the league in Italy, Spain and England. He can match Clarence Seedorf as the only guy to have won the Champions League with three different clubs. If if you they win if. the Champions League. But, I mean, this is a guy who's very sure of himself yeah. um, and, and can match Paco Gento on, on six Champions League or European Cup titles. I think he was aware of of Juventus' interest, how serious it was. Um, And I think that moment in, what was it, March? Mm -hmm. When he played at the Juventus Stadium, scored that hat-trick, the crowd got up, standing ovation. I think that influenced his decision to some extent. It's interesting how many of the Italian reports break the move down into, say, five steps, and they always begin with this, that night when the crowd gave him the standing ovation and he, in turn, applauded them, that a, a, a spark flew between him and the, and the Allianz Stadium crowd. He, he, he seemed genuinely moved by it, and... Um yeah, I think uh, some a lot of the reports suggest that Ronaldo, over the years, is someone who needs to be loved, um, and that was quite a show of spontaneous affection and respect, which you know I think these super-driven big egos like to hear. May saw Cristiano Ronaldo pick up yet another Champions League, his third in in four years with Real Madrid. And it's interesting that with the announcement of his move to Juventus, the odds got longer on Real Madrid repeating again, but the odds on Juve winning next year's title almost halved. Well, I think um, this is some statement from Juventus um, of their intent to win the Champions League. They've, I think we've, we've got is, to... Th- is it enough, adding a Ronaldo to that team? Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a team that um, has been to the final in, in, in two of the last four years and has changed a lot in that time. Um, but, you know, I, I, I believe that Ronaldo is the missing piece because it, ultimately, I think, it's been having a, an attacking player, a striker who can score the goals in the big games that they've been missing. Um, you know, the, the, the defence um, has been ten, tended to be what has got them there. Um, and that was the one thing that remained the same when they got to uh, Berlin and got to Cardiff. And what they've done over the last few years is just trying to add more skill and more goals in Costa, Bernadeschi, Dybala, all these kind of players. But Higuain, yeah, he has a certain reputation. I think even though yeah, he has scored in knockout stages, which took a long time for him, remember that, that drought between his um, Real Madrid and Napoli, where he didn't score in the knockout stage for a long, long time. He did score against Spurs, he scored in that semi-final against Monaco, but still was missing that little bit of something um, in finals. I think that's what they hope Ronaldo will will bring. And I think they feel that his mentality meshes very well with the mentality that Juventus have had for the last seven or eight years. He thinks like an old lady. (laughs) 
<laughs> what does it mean? What does his arrival mean for the rest of the team? Are we going to see some big name departures to compensate? I think we'll see um, a couple. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Who? Well, at the moment, um, it seems like uh, Gonzalo Higuain is is very much for sale, um, and uh, there is some hope um, that when Mario Sadi becomes the manager of Chelsea, that he will seek a reunion with the player who scored thirty six goals um, in one season at Napoli with him. Um, and then there's a lot of talk around some of the. Not fringe players, but players like Daniele Rugani, who's always had a very high regard. Um, you know, them bringing in Mattia Caldara would kind of allow them to move him on. Right. What about Paolo Dybala? I well, all the noises that are coming out of Turin at the moment that Paolo Dybala is staying, that they believe that he is a, a, a big part of of the project um, and a big part of the same strategy that Ronaldo is a part of, which is to appeal um, to millennials um, to make this uh, make this team more mainstream, more pop um, around not just Italy, but the world. And yeah, I think Dybala is, in, in that sense, he's not only a, he's a, he's a very talented player who they want um, to be successful on the pitch, but it's a big part of them being successful off it as well. Mm. Ronaldo's numbers, are they going to get even more stupid in City? I don't know. I think, um, yeah, we saw with yeah, players like Mohamed Salah that yeah, this is a league which slows players down, um, which ultimately looks... Um, to to concede one goal fewer um, than score one goal more, um, which I think is the case in the Premier League and the case in in La Liga, um, and um, yeah, I think he'll he'll get some fairly rough treatment um, as well in Serie A because you know as we mentioned um, this idea that yeah teams can't compete with Juventus and certainly don't have a player comparable to Ronaldo. I think um, you know he will be a, an attraction when it comes to teams drawing up their game plans. Um, and yeah, I think it'll be it'll be quite difficult. But now everyone is uh, anticipating that he will be going for that record that Higuain set a couple of years ago at Napoli, which had stood since 1950, um, 36 goals. And yeah, you know, let's not forget that um, it's only a recent phenomenon, really, that players are, are getting into that 30-goal area because. Uh, we're talking between, sort of between the the 60s and yeah 2006 before anyone got 30 or more goals. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not easy to do it. And then Ronaldo! Oh! What a goal by Cristiano Ronaldo! Sensational! We talk about this move being a shock, James, and I think that's illustrated by the the chasm between the money that Juve are laying out on Ronaldo and the next biggest move that's happening at the moment, which is another Juve move, actually, Jao Cancelo to, uh, mm. to Turin. But when you look around the rest of the league, there's not, I guess, what else have you got? Nine Golan going to Inter. Inter. That's what, just under 40 million euros, is yeah. it? Javier Pastore going to, to Roma from PSG. And right. I think it's, it's quite interesting what the mood in the league was before this Ronaldo move, mm-hmm. because the World Cup's going on, Italy are not there. And the biggest moves in the transfer market were involving, as we've mentioned, Cancelo, Nainggolan and Pastore. All players who didn't go to the World Cup yeah. with their countries. So is this good for Serie A in prestige, certainly, but in terms of competitiveness, where does it leave the league? Look, I mean, I think all of the papers um, this morning were saying this is great for Serie A because it raises interest, it increases um, the appeal of a league that had, had fading appeal for, for, for so long. But the reality is, is that you know, the TV deal that um, was being negotiated for the next three years has already been done. Um, so, yeah, for example, they can't go to 
the likes of Sky and Perform who've got the rights and say, look, Ronaldo's here now. Can you bump up the money? Mm. Um, so I think it's only Juve who are going to really benefit from the kind of um, more revenue coming in from Ronaldo. There's a prestige, but I guess there might also be a knock-on effect. The likes of Napoli, the likes of perhaps Roma, with the revenue that they've received from their Champions League run, might feel, well, we have to up our game now. Yeah, I think there's... Is ne- that realistic, do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of these clubs have already done loads of business. That's the thing, because let's not forget that the transfer window doesn't close August 31st. It closes August 19th, mm. because that's the the start of the season um, in Serie A. And this week was the start of pre-season, and a lot of managers like to have their new recruits ready to go with them um, for, for this week. Um, for example, Roma have already signed 10 players um, this summer, all of whom are young, quite exciting. Justin Clivert, for example. Um, and, and Napoli have already done um, quite a lot of business as well. In fact, the, the only kind of player they're looking to bring in now is a right back. So it looks like it's, it's kind of fairly set um, in terms of, uh, of of what we're going to have on opening day. I think in, in some respects, it, this just goes to show that Juve are leaving Serie A behind, um, transcending the league. You know, Andrea Agnelli has been very strident on the idea of a European Super League um, and uh, and being bigger than Italy. Um, and you know they, they're not going to wait around for anybody else. I must admit, I can't wait to mm. see how it's, how it's all going to fit in, how he's going to cope with the increased pace of the, the Italian game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be remarkable, and of course, uh, we'll be here to chronicle his adventures in Serie A as part of our regular Totally coverage, as well as special Golazzo uh, shows when the season begins. When, when's the season begin again, James? It's August 19th. August think, 19th, yeah. let's know. All right, a uh, few weeks of summer to go before that happens. You make sure you enjoy yourself. In the meantime, many thanks, James. Pleasure. And from both of us, listener, it's Arrivederci. Campionato. You've been listening to Golazzo, the totally Italian football show. It's a Muddy Knees Media production, and for sales and advertising, please email sales at muddyneesmedia.com. <laughs>